you talking to me? Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Well, then who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? I'm funny how. I mean, funny. I'm Peter Vink. We all go a little mad sometimes. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hello, Andy. Hello, Stephen. This is Frame by Frame, and today is... Yeah, we're going to be talking about all things Star Beast. Star Beast? Yeah, that's the original title of Alien. Is that the Dan O'Bannon yeah, title? I th- yeah, I think that's what he originally had it. The Dark Star... Than Star Beast. Oh yeah, he did uh, the special effects on Dark Star, didn't he? Yeah, and I, I love the bouncing. Duo yeah, company. it's very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah. I'm. I'm what came first, Dark Star or Hitchhikers? I don't know. I want to look into that. That's a really interesting. Okay, we're, 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 before we start talking about Alien, we're gonna we're gonna get Dark Star. Okay, Dark Star came out. In 1974, so we can safely say that it was being made in 1973. Yeah. So Hitchhikers was the um, Hitchhikers Guide. It was a radio to show. The Galaxy. Us, yeah, let's go from Origin. 1978. Oh, do you know what? I reckon first? Dark Star was first. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Doesn't that put a whole spin on the Hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy? Does that mean that that a lot of that was derived from Dark Star. Was there an influence? It could be. Oh, I love Douglas Adams. Don't do this to me. Douglas Adams, you're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hack fraud. No, no, no. But uh, to be honest, I mean, anybody who can who can create a whole world out of something. I mean, everything's gonna everything everything that has been made world building wise looks similar to something you yeah. can't not it could he could have taken it from metropolis he could have taken it from nosferatu for all he cared you know well yeah so everything derives from something i don't think anyone had the idea of a paranoid android until apparently yeah yeah you're right Running diagnostics. <gasps> <gasps> Yeah, at the minute we've got Prometheus on in the background and she's having the uh, the alien taken out of the stomach at the minute. Which, yeah, Prometheus, this is just one of those things that, that drives me crazy from this moment on. Uh, I think it's great that they have this scene, um, but as soon as she leaves the pod, she's not acting as though she's had an operation. Oh, oh. Can you just rip an umbilical cord out of your stomach? Is that safe? Um, no, I mean, if, if it's attached to a placenta, then the placenta could be quite... Uh, yeah. Um, it, you could get uh, infection from that. So, pretty much, if this was based in reality, she she would be, first of all, unconscious from yeah. all this. I mean, yeah. uh, they gave her an anaesthetic, but clearly she was still in pain. And from this moment on, when she's sliding out of the thing... Oh, I can walk! 
My legs are working. She can run. I can run. She can work. Computers. I can focus. She's ripped though, isn't she? Look at those abs. Anyhow, before we talk about the the bad, <laughs> let's well, let's discuss the good. was made in 1979 yes you, you were born 78 in 78 I wasn't even born no, so. I, I was one year old I just did some maths what does Alien mean to you Alien is one of my favourite sci-fi films I would say I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, yeah it means a great deal to me it's um, every time I watch it it's, it's um, like we were talking about the Babadook it yeah. gets under my skin mm. it's very claustrophobic um, I think someone said it's like um, like a haunted house film but in space yeah you know what yeah. I mean it's got that feel to it it's, it's it's fantastic yeah it doesn't age no it definitely it looks just as good now yeah as it did then it stands up absolutely like still just Blade Runner yeah they do you know because, I mean? because Scott was really great back in the day because the idea is is that nothing is too futuristic that it's ridiculously uh, out of hand, you know. Exactly. I like the fact where most space films, everything was pristine and clean, really, wasn't it? But this yeah. wasn't. It was dirty. It's a mining ship, isn't it? Similar to, was it Outland with uh, Sean Connery that came? I think it is the 80s that the grunge era mm. came in. Punk was going on, and uh, I think that uh, everything was was a little bit more dirtier and grittier. Than, than they were in the 70s when Logan's Run and all that. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and that was that, that tiny movie that came out in 77. Oh, um... The Starkiller. Star... No, it was... Oh, sh- yeah. Shall I look it up? No, I don't bother. Was it made by 20th Century Fox? Could have been. Then it was, it was prob- done a long time ago. Then it was probably rubbish. Galaxy Far, Far Away. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it that people find difficult with Alien these days? Again, it's a slow burner. It's not quick and fast and in your face, is it? It's it's a candle rather than a flamethrower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the that's the beauty of the film. Yeah, but it, it's yeah, it's taking everything mouthful by mouthful. Not, yeah, you, you know, you don't. Go but when those scenes come, yeah, like Pay the chest burst of the scene, it's, it's iconic. Never seen anything like that before. Interestingly, you know how um, Dan O'Bannon got the idea for that. The chest person? Uh, no. He had Crohn's disease and he suffered debilitating sort of um, pain in his intestines. Got yeah. And he woke up one day and he just thought, oh, they just had the idea of something bursting through someone's chest. Something's chest. Right. And being a man was important because up until that point, it was always women that sort of obviously wouldn't give birth, but it was the women who were sort of picked on in films. Yeah. To, you know, for that to happen, so to happen to a guy was a was a, a big departure. It was quite brave as well, really. If that was ever us, we wouldn't be Arnold Schwarzenegger. We wouldn't be going, "I'm pregnant." We'd be going, "Oh my god, get it out of me!" Yeah, yeah. We'd be going, "Oh my god, I you know, I really don't want to do this right now." We're not made for that kind of thing. Literally, we are not made. To yeah, we're birth. not literally, <laughs> but mentally, I mean, I mean, mentally, I think if any guy went through pregnancy, it would just it would just be rubbish it would be the most depressing 
you'd see a lot of angry men just really really pissed off yeah there was um, a rumour uh, that's always circulated that the, the cast weren't aware of that happening but they read the script they knew something was going to happen but I think the, the reality of it is, is they didn't know how gory it was going to no, be no they didn't realise I mean I, I don't think expecting the uh, the blood flow to come flying across yeah because um, I think the actress I always forget her name Veronica Cartwright yeah. who plays Lambert yeah so she got like a like loads of blood in her face apparently it sent her over a table she fell over yeah yeah she didn't have a very happy time in this movie she didn't um, if true if it's true which I believe it is she up until getting to set was convinced she was playing the part of Ripley not Lambert which makes me think that that's that deleted scene where Lambert wallops Sigourney Weaver with about three or four fisticuff blows was actually a, a kind of a, a passive aggressive stress ball. It does look quite, <laughs> yeah. It does look, and then she passes. Then she send, gives her that look, doesn't she, when she walks past her? Yeah, I don't know if there was I don't know if there was tension on the set between those two, but it does make you think, wow. Yeah, when when you start to hear those stories, you kind of connect all the dots. Well, why did they delete that scene? It was perfect. Yeah. Maybe because it was real, and they said, "Cut it out. We don't want it in there." Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I, the thing the thing is, back in 1979, these films were were made with a lot more secrecy than they are now, and um, things weren't del- uh, weren't put out mm. um, on the, on the internet. Um, as as they are now, I mean the new Star Wars film is is being chronicled all over the place. Every single actor who's in it can't help themselves but tweet stuff. And um, but back in seventy nine or seventy eight, well I guess when this was made, they were all just kind of just doing their job and going home. They yeah. didn't have any like they didn't go to newspapers and say, oh guess what happened today at work, you know. So everything that happened in this film is kind of shrouded in mystery. I think. Mm. Um, other than what you see and hear said in in all the multiple multiple in- interviews from the multiple different versions of this movie, they all kind of come out saying the same thing. Would you say it's the best alien film? I'd say it is the alien film. Yeah. Not, uh, but um, to, to assign best would say that there is actually uh, there are others to compare. That's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, to this one, it is the perfect film that is called Alien. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me being an awkward git. Yeah, absolutely. So, shall we? Uh, anything else on Alien? Do you want to add? Um, just as the um, is this film and um, Jaws that have the moment in it that every time it happens, a jump, which is when he's going through um, those tunnels. And they're watching like the xenomorph, the crawl space. Yeah, and it's yeah. getting closer and closer to him. And then he's like, "Yeah," and it's like, "It's on you, it's on you." And um, you can't see. Get out! Get out of there! Yeah, he goes down some steps, and it's just, and it's like, no matter Yay. how many times I see the film, that part makes me jump. And it's the same in Jaws when he's gone scuba diving, he's looking through that wreckage, and that severed head pops down. Yeah, that makes me jump every time as well. Masterful filmmaking. Exactly, because you don't expect. Because no matter how many times you watch it. Um, they did that off-beat, off-rhythm. Yeah. And that's something that I think we learnt when we were making CACO3. The off-beat scare yeah. works. Um, so it's not a matter of counting one, two, three, scare. It's one, one two, two, three, three scare! scare. Yeah. Dallas? No. Um, it, it's it's hitting it off beat. It's a, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's like the, the semi quaver. The semi quaver, exactly. Three e. 
It's on the E of the three. It's on the E of the three. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. That's a good bit of movie theory there. Yeah. Yeah. Scares are delivered on the E of the three. Yeah. Oh, I, I just come up with that. Yeah. Uh, that is. Yeah. Painted paint into it. I'm gonna write that down. Nah. It's alright, he'll be on the podcast. <laughs> he'll be on the podcast. It's out there forever. Maybe we ought to create our own test here that when we are watching films, which scares are delivered on the beat and which ones are off the beat. Of course, you need something to relate to mm-hmm. the length of the scene or a certain sound that pre. pre um, um, what do you call it? Pre, not preluding, pre. Pre- I'm not going to help you. Frack you. You're just going to watch me struggle. <laughs> I like this about you. You you just you just want me to fail. No no no. You don't. Um, you know it, it's um it pre pre pre. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the cue that precedes the scare? And then of course the music. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I can the music for me is one of those things that I can listen to any time of the day, no matter what I'm doing, especially if I'm writing, or you know even just changing a room around or cleaning or washing up anything. Just <laughs> apart from having sex, it's not really good. I tend to listen to the Jaws music. <laughs> by the time it it gets to the do do do, I'm usually I'm finished by then. I'm done. So, but yeah, it's it, it's a beautiful score that is amazing background, no matter what you're up to. <laughs> but also, it has that ambient, like... Yeah. That, mm, always in the background. I love it. And I love it really, it, yeah. everything adds to it. We should really talk a little bit about H.R. Geiger, really. Yeah. And just what he made. It's beautiful. He, he is... Um, it's all got, like, a pseudo-sexual vibe to everything. But everything, I think, he was. Because he was, a, he was a, a, considered a very uh, isolated, private man who, who basically did these amazing um, airbrush images. Yeah. And actually had his airbrush images created, made into uh, sculptures. You know the first time old Bannon met Geiger? He was smoking opium. Oh, was he? Yeah, for his vision. For his vision? Yeah, it helps well, his it, vision. It, it helps mine too. Yeah, of course. And colds. <laughs> and colds, yeah, yeah, it's great. The whole Geiger thing is that everything that he made and drew came from his dreams. A lot of that probably helped. Mm. As as I think it probably helped Jodorowsky in his uh, designs of the Dune that never was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, that it, it's a product of the time. Definitely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Geiger's work is suffocatingly dark and smoulderingly dirty and gritty. Uh, I mean, there, there are babies in jars. There are all kinds of weird organs just just going all no matter where it is there's an organ somewhere in that yeah. image but you can imagine when they were coming to make Alien we have seen Geiger's work and thinking that's the guy we need yeah I mean uh, him. but Geiger was originally going to be working on uh, Jodorowsky's Dune yeah and that that is uh, something that I kind of wished had I mean everybody wishes that had happened I think that documentary that they made recently um, force fed it down your throat too much to say that it was a masterpiece that never was um, and and then we all believe it because we're thinking oh I really wish I, I could have seen that but in a way 
you know, let let Geiger have Alien because that is his. This is his um, yeah greatest piece of work ever, and and of course, it hasn't been able to uh, escape us because I think a lot of his influences have been popping up all over the place. Yeah, well, it inf- I think his work obviously influenced the rest of the Alien films and horror as well. Uh, yeah, in general. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Freddy Krueger's glove coming out of the bathtub would have been there had um, had Geiger not been a, an influence in the sexual pseudo uh, images that mm. came from him. Those kind of things don't just come from anywhere. That there could have been a painting by Geiger at uh, one yeah, time. Yeah, I've never thought of it before, but now you mention it. Never got on board with the Street films. The, the thing about Freddy Krueger going off topic here slightly is that... Um, well, actually, no, it's not going off topic at all because it's exactly the same as the alien. Once you've seen him... You're no longer scared of him. Yeah. Once he becomes an iconic character, like um, like the alien, you know, once you've seen the whole form, you're just happy to see him. Mm. You're just kind of like, oh look, there's Freddy. Oh look, there's the alien. It's like in the in the new game, My Alien Isolation. You're not so much scared of seeing the alien. You're just kind of uh, it, you just enjoy the idea that it's there instead of actually having the fear. Um, so having the knowledge and the understanding the pure the, 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 the having him ram down your throat literally one as soon as you understand the beast where's the fear yeah because there's nothing left to discover i remember it just being built up and i thought oh yeah you know finally got to watch nightmare on elm street and the end of it I was kind of like oh okay there you go that, that happened i enjoyed it but anyway so alien is is that uh, is a masterpiece? It's it, absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful, and I watch it any day, every day, if I could. Yeah. Um. So and then what's so after that, you've got a a director probably no one's ever heard of called James Cameron, who did um. You don't like calling it a sequel, do you? Um. Actually, I, I need to go back on that because yeah. in a way, Aliens is is the sequel, but it's not Ridley Scott's vision the sequel no it's not just tell me one thing Burke you're going out there to destroy them right not to study not to bring back but to wipe them out that's the plan all right people on the ready line James Cameron really didn't want to go out and make uh, a sequel to Alien 2. He didn't want to do that. No, he wanted to make an action film. He wanted to do what he knew was best, and I think that was right. He was right to go along with that. Mm. And instead of just seeing one alien, I want to see lots of aliens, plural. I want to see Marines with guns. I want Ripley to face the alien again. But, you know, the idea of going back to the planet where they went to... It's kind of like just it's just a boomerang film, really. If you think about it, yeah. it's just let's let's just go back. <laughs> let's go back and do that again. Yeah, let's let's do that. But let's let's really go out and have uh, let have them all coming out of the walls. Aliens for me is is a great movie though. It's the ragtag fleet kind of group of people who are pitted against evil. Yeah, and it's, there's great there's great dialogue in it. You know the aliens. Of- 
in Aliens, yeah, the banter between, like you say, the team is great. Have you ever, yeah. you know, have you ever been mistaken for a man? Have you? Yeah, and, it, and it's, yeah. it's it's really action. It's 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 kind of banter that just belongs in action films. Yeah, it belong. It's it's the Rambo banter. It's the Rocky films banter. It's it's the uh, I'll insult you, you insult me kind of thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that Cameron didn't have two two characters like uh, Parker and Brett. Yeah, in it that were kind of like the buddy, the two buddies, um, walking around making bets with each other. Um, but I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad, he, and it wouldn't really have. If suited the dynamic of it just of it being like marines. A, marines, yeah, yeah, and uh, they they could have gone so they could have gone very far with the characters, uh, but they 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 kept them as a ragtag group. They didn't get too far into their personalities, other than the the the, uh, the stereo that they, they were built on stereotypes, really. Of course, yeah, yeah. What do you um, think of Newt? Newt was good to have. Yeah. as the uh, mother-daughter thing. And yeah, I think because obviously a... Ripley finds out that, you know, in the 57 years that she's been on ice since yeah. Alien, that she's, you know, a, hus- a husband. Her family have died. Yeah, her daughter's Daughter's dead. gone, so... Yeah. So, so she... it sort of... That it, it helps that, that dynamic between... You know, it gives her the, the reason at the end that she goes back and gets her. Which is exactly the same dynamic, almost... Well, other than I mean, in the Last of Us, the game, um, it's the same dynamic. It's about uh, a father who loses his daughter, in who dies in her arms, and then for the whole game, he's building a relationship with another little girl who he's trying to protect. Right. Exactly the same dynamic as as Ripley, and and it's quite astonishing because that game does the same thing. She gets captured and then he has to rescue her and he goes back and then, and then they kind of bond right. um, so well, the actress who played Newt um, yes. it's the first time she'd ever acted and she never acted again Catherine Hen wasn't it or um, yeah I think it was a right Hen I can, I can remember her name Carrie Hen Carrie Hen she only did the one film yeah she's never she's a school, school teacher now she did that one film and then never acted again she's a school again. teacher right so she was very young when she did that though and yeah. um, there was some telling moments that, that said to me that the script didn't quite work for her that the dialogue was, was coming from the, the mind of an adult yeah it, it won't, won't make, make any, any difference. difference that line itself wouldn't be said by a child no and the actual character just reminds me of um, Poltergeist yeah she yeah. always has the little creepy things that she comes out with should have it's like Same right out of the against. right thing and and I think the one film that did that right was Exorcist where the little girl was just being a little girl yeah. talking about the, the horse and about the things that she wants to do and the, and, and having a giggling play play fight with her mom and you know, the other little things like that were perfect but how do you put that into into Newt, who is a scared little girl who just wants to say scary things? Yeah, they come out mostly, mostly at night. night. Mostly. mostly. My favorite scene in Aliens is mm-hmm. when um, I think it's really the only scary part in it is you know when the um, Sigourney and Newt, Ripley and Newt, um, go to sleep in that room, the medical room, the medical room, and then he chucks the face hugger in and locks locks them in. Yeah, that's great. That's a really, really good scene. It is, and I uh, we haven't talked about um, Paul Reiser, who is the, uh, yeah, the, the, the the suit that, the suit in that film. He he is a comedian. 
Yeah. First and foremost, he is mad about you. He, he Me. is. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's mad about you, yeah, Helen Hunt. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love that series. I love his books. He is hilarious uh, and, and and fun and just kind of. He's a kind of a very cozy comedian. So when you see him in this movie being an evil son of a bitch, and it works. Yeah, it does. He's great at being yeah. sleazy. That's why it's so good, though. Yeah. You trust him. Exactly. You, know, you trust the character until, obviously, you know, you can't be trusted. Aliens. This time, it's war. It's an, overall, it's a, it's a very exciting film. It is. It is. It, there's some great visuals in it. Doesn't stop. Doesn't let go. Yeah, again, you know when they've locked the door and they're waiting for the aliens to come through the door it's, it does hark back to Alien yeah you know yeah. where they've seen right it's on you now it's there you know and they're like it's it's in that it's in the room it's in the room and then he just looks up in the roof and brilliant he, yeah and you just yeah. see them all coming at him wow yeah that is uh, I mean uh, if you think about it the films that nowadays that are really fast paced and all over the place are only fast paced and all over the place because they're edited that way. Yeah, they're so terrified of losing the audience's attention. Yeah. But now, I mean, I mean, if we look at Aliens, it, it's quite slow compared. When yet, when we watched Aliens first, when we were younger, it was the fastest thing on the planet. It was, it raced, it, it ran through, and every it, it just wouldn't stop. Yeah. But now, if you compare that to say Transformers, um, <sighs> it, it probably is the it's probably slow and ponderous. But it's not. It really isn't. No. I think it, I think James Cameron has that skill though of keeping keeping the right pace, slowing it down when he needs to, and then driving it to the end, and then and just letting it go. And yeah, it technically is a he is a great director. Technically, he is. Technically, I've got to say I'm not a massive fan of Cameron. I have my issues with Cameron, yeah. but they stem from him being too much of a personality. I remember watching the special oh, features for yes. the the Abyss. Yes, which I like the Abyss. I, I love the Abyss. And when he's being interviewed, he's underwater in old scuba gear, giving an interview. And I just thought, you dick. Yeah. You don't. I'd prefer you just be sat around the table having a coffee and talking about the film. Just, you just, don't have to be underwater. No, uh, just in be a scuba gear. Just relax and just be James Cameron. Be a filmmaker for heaven's sakes. Don't try and and oversell yourself. Yeah. Um. Because there's no there's no point. I, I don't want to know about filmmakers' personal lives. No. And uh, I, I don't want to know about what James Cameron really, really thinks um, as as much as I would with Ridley. Ridley was, would just be so relaxed. He'd be chilled out doing his interviews. He'd have a cigar. And he'd, be, he'd just be matter-of-fact. Whatever you ask him is what you get. But the beautiful thing about that I do love about Ridley Scott and James Cameron is that they, they are both amazing directors, but they're also... They're both visual directors. Yeah. They do all their own storyboards. Yeah. And that, at least, uh, James Cameron has my vote for being one of the best directors because he is able to just get so personal with his projects that he will try and do everything that he can to to put the right vision across. He doesn't just expect everybody else to run around for them. Um, I can't see Michael Bay storyboarding Transformers how do you storyboard Transformers how do I mean other than just going to your toolbox picking it up (laughs) and then dropping it and just taking photographs of of things as they fall onto the floor yeah 
do you actually get an idea of what those action scenes are in Transformers? <laughs> but there we go again. I mean, it's the competency of the filmmaker to actually put everything that you see on the screen making sense. Yeah. And I think that in Aliens, there was nothing that we sat there going, what the hell is going no, on? No, definitely not. I, again, I wouldn't put Cameron as one of my favourite directors at all. Not at all. He just doesn't... His films... Yeah. I like Aliens. Do you like the Terminator? Fir- the first Terminator was great. I'm not that fussed on the second one. No? Oh. But everyone seems to think he's amazing, but it just doesn't do that much for me. I did when I was a kid, but not now. The second one's... I think the second one is 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 a real joy to watch. It's fun. It's just... It's a fun fest. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd go with that, but it, I wouldn't keep going back to it to watch it over no. and over again. I no. like The Abyss. The Abyss is lovely. Um, what else has he done? True Lies. <laughs> yeah, true lies. Um, okay, Avatar. No, no way. Mm. Lost me on Avatar. Titanic. <laughs> Steams up the glass a little bit. It does. Really again, do. though, te- I, it makes me angry. Titanic. Yeah, technically, again, it's a good film. All these films are technically great. Yes. But yeah, I didn't need a. Lo- I don't need a love story. The, no, the, no. The, the story of Titanic is big enough the lifetime of love that is lost on that ship does not equal two people who have just exactly, met yeah. and the fact that she is that selfish that she doesn't share her life raft with him and just lets him die is just you know well he was to be honest the way he was in the film I let him die as well I reckon he's lost <laughs> interest uh, I would have watched that and Count Sammy Sines he says shit oh shit shit does he? yeah I, count it I haven't really watched it that often no you must be really a... I, it's because I hate myself I just watch it because I don't like it <laughs> it's like the ultimate torture yeah like uh, you've been a bad boy go watch Titanic <laughs> in the car then. no <laughs> on a phone so, on a phone yeah. even worse oh yeah. god well yeah okay so Aliens is done and the, oh, the music is, is also pretty awesome do you know what I used to do when I was a kid I used to pretend I used to listen to the soundtrack there's that moment when they you know when they lift the woman's head and she's she's basically attached to the wall and all of a sudden she opens her eyes and it's <laughs> well the soundtrack is exactly the same there's actually the about 8 minutes i, th- I think um, correct me if i'm wrong there's about 8 minutes of just dum, 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 mood there's just mood soundscape throughout wow. and then it just hits you well, i used to just pretend that i was actually in the movie and just and, and it used to get me every time that soundtrack. You oh, play right. that track. So I think it's sub level two or whatever. Do you like the uh, music in Alien Three? Here, in a world where the sun burns cold and the wind blows colder. A visitor has come. But not by herself. Started. Come on! The suspense is back. And we have no weapons of any kind. The fear is back. And most of all. The bitch is back. <laughs> Alien 3. So 
So David Fincher, how did he do? I would hypothesize that he did quite well. The the studio messed it up. That he didn't get the support. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he got the support at all. Like with James Cameron, James Cameron was a very young director. First time he hadn't made. You know, I think I think Terminator hadn't even been released when James Cameron uh, was signed up for uh, Aliens. Right. And the studio, the, the studio just wanted a, a young, cheap director, um, not realizing that these people were actually quite gutsy yeah. directors. Uh, which is quite uh, it's quite funny that uh, that 20th Century Fox do the same thing twice uh, with David Fincher as well. That mm. they're actually they are really competent directors, and they will they will make trouble. Yeah. They won't just lie down and take what what you've given them. And unfortunately, I think David Fincher's as another visionary director. Absolutely, yeah. Um, he, I think he was probably the he actually did give way. Unfortunately, in you think he did. Um, I think that I think they had more power over him at this time mm. at this moment in his career um, if if he'd have had the backing of of say James Cameron or anybody else who was previously associated he might have had a bit more muscle but I think that he that the special effects were a little uh, lousy um, the, the, the first idea of having um, was it a bull as the uh, alien um, a host. Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? It was a bison or bull. Um, or was it a dog? It was a dog in the actual film and the actual yeah. theatrical release. But in the is in the special edition. The special edition, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not too sure about the story. Whether that because the script went through many ch- many changes. It went through many different hands. Originally, it was a story about monks in an outer space station. Yeah, it wasn't it something to do with a wooden planet? Yeah, it was a point. it was a planet that had a kind of like a self sustaining shield to it, and everything in there was natural. Yeah, which was I think was Downer Bannon's um, idea. I'm not sure if he kind of he had the idea, or uh, um, I, I've got to just get all these names right because there is. I think there are so many people associated with the diff- many different drafts of Alien Three. I mean, just just watch the uh, the documentary that goes with the definitive edition. I think you'll kind of get all the idea yeah. from that. But but I think when David Fincher came on board, it had already been hacked to, to bits, and what was left was the um, the planet and um, so yeah prisoners so prisoners that are all rapists and murderers, the worst kind of people. But they weren't really that bad. No, they were. <laughs> they were all pretty pretty easy going. Apart, apart from the the one rape gang rape attempt. Yeah, but there was just one. Yeah, it's only one. You can't let them off of that. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> but I mean, to be to be fair, they 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 did make some strange decisions in this movie, and I think that the first strange decision that angers all fans, and this is why I I strongly believe that it's not a sequel. It's just its own film. Yeah. There was no Hicks. There was no Newt. And there was uh, there was barely, uh, barely a bishop. Yeah, yeah. Because at the very beginning, Newt's dead, isn't she? Hicks is dead. Yeah, and everyone's dead. Gone. So I um, suppose that's that's dark, and you know, to yeah. start the film with everyone, she just. But the problem is, dead. if you're a fan of aliens, you're going to be pissed off. So the only way you can actually enjoy this franchise is don't be a fan. Why do you need to be a fan? Why not just uh, understand that this is another film, another director has taken taken the story, progressed it in his way, 
hopefully i mean i'm I'm hoping that that was his idea i don't know if that was uh entirely his decision and he had to just work with it but he did the best he could with what he had yeah um but there wasn't i mean michael bean is that kind of an actor who would have signed up anyway Mm. if if he if he was told alien three he was like yeah i'm not doing anything and um sigourney weaver she lobbied for there to be no guns in this film yeah um, um because she had a big problem with aliens because there were so yeah. many guns in it and she she's anti anti gun yeah mm. oh, although it could, they could have benefited with with something i suppose if you're on a prison planet to have guns would be a, a it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be a great idea yeah so no hicks no newt ripley dark they do an autopsy of the little girl um, the alien is given birth while they cremate the bodies of yeah. these, uh, and everybody's kind of like going, "Okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is Alien Three. Yeah. Now what? It's not. It's not without <laughs> some interesting. I enjoy stuff. watching Alien Three. Yeah. I I will watch it because I'm I, I Brian Glover is 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 fascinating to me. He's a lot bigger in, in Alien 3 because they always shot everything quite low in that movie for some reason. They like nostril cam. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's actually a small man. But then I think everybody was a lot smaller than Sigourney Weaver in that film. Yeah, but he has presence in the film. He does. Yeah. He's quite a, a, a bitter man. I kind of just feel as though that when I do watch it, I kind of want it, I, I desperately wanted it to be something more than what it was. I didn't want the ending. I didn't want Ripley to die, and uh, when bringing Waylon into it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. They could have ended it very differently. But yeah, they could have. But it was, I suppose it was interesting her sacrificing herself yeah. just to kill, just to get rid of. It made sense thematically yeah. that ultimately she was going to sacrifice herself, but it, it kind of really, it was a shame that. Uh, that for everything that she went through in Alien and everything that they went through in the Aliens that it would just end up being a dirty uh, prison lice ridden um, prison planet and um, everybody dies yeah I love the soundtrack actually I do I again do that's very it. dark and broody isn't it it is and it's very orchestral So what are your ultimate thoughts on Alien 3? Anything? Um, I, like I said, I, when I watch I can watch the film and I can enjoy it. I think it's a, a decent made yes. film. But it, it seems to me a film that would not let its director um, put its full his full vision onto it. I think um, it's it's obviously a film that the studios had too much input into. Yeah. That's all. That's how I feel about it. Exactly. That that that's. A, I think that's right. I think that's exactly how I feel about it too. Uh, and it came, it, it was nineteen ninety two as well. And I think that special effects were still struggling to become. Yeah, um, some of the CGI. Yeah, they were it. trying to do the CGI instead of the uh, the, the puppet. Very guy. yeah, it's very um, hammy yeah. in parts. 
And I think that's probably down to the idea that they wanted to have a dog alien, so therefore it, 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 they couldn't do a lot of uh, costume mm. stuff. Um, if they just stuck with the with the alien becoming from a human, if it came from Hicks, uh, it would have been more logical, and then they would have been able to have a, a man in a costume a lot more because yeah. it would have been the alien that we recognised. They didn't need to do the dog alien, but it still looked quite fascinating all the same. Where are the others? This is the end of part one. In part two, we talk about Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, and Prometheus. With 25 prisoners in his escort, all double white promos, all thieves, rapists, murderers, child molesters, all scum, just because they've taken on religion doesn't make them any less dangerous. Me now, it's taking me over. 
Jenning, you've lost your marbles. We've no time for all this. We've got to get out of here. Come on! When the music stops, turn your cassette over.
liquid storage bags. You will never get caught short again thanks to liquid storage bags. Here you get eight, that's right, eight bags in which you can store your very own liquid items. Bags are sold separately, liquid not included. The attractive cardboard box is easy to open. With each wonderfully transparent, durable, and easily accessible. Ready, ready to, to go. go! That's right, when you've got to go, liquid storage bags are there for you. Liquid storage bags? That's right! Liquid storage bags! They're sleek, sturdy, and stylish. And what's more, you can write all the information you need right there on the bag, where the space is provided. Warning, do not write on liquid storage bags. Liquid storage bags cannot be found in any store, by phone, or online. So you know that liquid storage bags are the product for you. And, and only you! What's it called? Liquid storage bags! Ah, uh, yeah. yeah! Liquid storage bags!